0: Thanks. Don't Thank cutscene. Trust. Dude, he brought the pie. Now you know what he looks like <laughs> about seventeen years ago, just a few months after I decided to become a Christ follower, my car broke down, and I had to borrow my older sister's minivan, not cool for a college student, but driving down the road in this really uh you know nerdy minivan and on the visor there's a verse that's taped, and i I, I was a brand new Christ follower. I didn't know a lot about the Bible. And, and there was this verse from Proverbs chapter 3, and it was verses 5 and 6. It says this Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. And I remember thinking, wow, I didn't know that was in the Bible. That's, that's good advice. That was the first passage of scripture I ever memorized about trusting in God. I've spent the, the next I spent the next 17 years trying to live out what it means to trust in God. And what this verse is saying to us today is the same thing it said then. Trust God with everything. That something happens when a human trusts in God for everything. Something happens when a human just says, "God, I'm going to give you all of this. I'm going to trust you with everything I have, I trust you, God. Some, when, when we do that, something supernatural happens. He, the, the Bible says He straightens our path. I don't know about your path, but when I've tried to kind of you know, deal with my own path and trust in what I can do, then it gets all, man, all out of whack. Does anybody else have to deal with that? It's like, I, I think I'm going straight, I think I'm going the right way, but before I know it, I'm like running all over the place. And and while all the time God is there saying, look, I can get you from point A to point B faster than you ever could. All you have to do is trust me with everything. And I know the times in my life that I have felt the most directionless, that I've been the most confused are the times when I have exercised the least amount of trust in God. So the person that wrote down the Proverbs somehow knew that we needed to know that if our paths are ever going to be straight, it's going to have to begin with trusting in God for everything, for everything and with everything. Do you ever? Do you ever feel directionless? Has, has there ever been a time in your life where you're like, I don't know which direction I'm going. I don't know what's up or down. or How do I make this decision? You've got maybe something huge in your life, and, and you just don't know what direction to even, to even start. God says, I can bring purpose to your path. you ever find yourself asking the question, is there more to life than this? Maybe you need to trust God with more of everything trust God with relationships, trust God with your, your emotions, trust God with your faith, trust God with your family, trust God with your marriage, and trust God with your money. When you read through the New Testament, and you read about people coming up and interacting with Jesus, and you read the parables, stories that He told, if you read His teachings, it all, all boils back down to trust what he's trying to communicate to people that come up to him and say, how could you teach that to how do I get to heaven? All of it has to do with trust. And he came and answered the question, this is how you trust in God. You might think, well, what do you mean everything? What what do you mean trust God with everything I've got? God wants to bless you. He He wants... He wants to bless you. He wants to give you lots of stuff. I'm not just talking about material things, but God wants to fill your life up with blessing, with happiness, with contentment, with with this courage that keeps you from going through life afraid. God wants to fill your life up with that stuff. But it's all tied back to what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, and that's trust all tied back to trust. You know, my level of trust in God determines the amount of blessings I receive from God. The the amount I trust Him is directly proportionate to the amount of blessings that I receive. You might be thinking, wait a minute, you're, you're saying if I just trust God more, then I'll be blessed more. Yes, that's what the Bible says. There are blessings that you'll never enjoy until you trust. There are things in life you will never experience until you trust God with everything. Today starts a new series called Pi, and I'm talking about how you can give God everything, but also how you can, you can receive God's blessings in abundance in ways that you never thought possible. Now, you might think it's just all about money, but God blesses us more than just tangibly. He does bless us tangibly. That's one of the main, main ways He blesses us, tangibly. Money, stuff, possessions, you can be blessed with that. So whatever you have in that area, God has blessed you with it. But God also blesses us intangibly. Peace, contentment, healthy relationships, fearlessness faith. God blesses us in both of those ways, tangibly and intangibly. Unfortunately, many of us end up with a block in our lives that prevents us from receiving those blessings from God, blessing blockers. I've had to deal with them in my life, and I'm sure you deal with them in yours. And all of those blessing blockers are tied back to my ability to trust God with everything. And when I say the word trust, it might bring fear in you because maybe you've been burned. Maybe you've trusted somebody and they hurt you and they left you and they lied to you. So when I say trust, maybe you're thinking, been there, and done that, didn't work. But God says, in spite of everything that's happened to you on earth, in spite of anything anyone has done to you, trust me with everything. But we end up with blessing blockers in our lives. And for the rest of this series, I'm going to be talking about some very specific blessing blockers that all of us have to deal with. And you might be th- if you were here last week, you might be thinking, wait, 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 I got it. He, he's going to talk about money. Because last week he talked about this whole big multiple side idea, and that's going to cost money. So now he's going to spend a few weeks talking about money. That's not the reason I'm talking about money. I'm talking about money and possessions and blessings and all the stuff we're going to be talking about. I'm talking about it because it is a spiritual issue. It's not because we just desperately need more money in the offering plate. It's not because it's like, oh, no, I got this idea. Now how are we going to pay for it? I'll talk about money. And I'll tell them about money, and then they'll give more money. That is not the motivation to talk about possessions and trust and blessings in this series. You know, p- people can get funny when you talk about money, especially in church. You talk about sex or money in church, it's like, whoa, did he say that? I can't believe it. So there's two, there's two ways that it, it seems that all of Christianity seems to approach money, two, two extremes. One is I could go all televangelist on you and, you know, say, friends. If you just put more money in the plate, you know, God's got that Lexus waiting on you. Just just write a bigger check, and He's going to lay a blessing on you. I could say that, which is false. That's not how it works. Or I could just never mention it. I could just never mention money. I could just not even talk about material things, not even talk about how God can bless your life financially, not even talk about how you can share what God's blessed you with, with other people, with the church, with the world. I could just not mention it. That's not biblical either because in the Bible, in the Bible, money is talked about as a spiritual issue. There's some Bibles coming down the aisles right now. If you're here for the first time today, just raise your hand. And if you don't have a Bible either, we'll, we'll give you one. It's yours to keep. We believe that that book reveals God's heart for humans. It may surprise you to know how much the Bible actually talks about money and possessions. In the parables of Jesus, those little stories that he told to illustrate God's love to the world, two-thirds of them deal directly with finances and possessions. In the Gospels, which are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that tell the story of Christ's ministry on earth, one in ten verses deal directly with money. And in all of Scripture, there's over 2,300 verses that talk about money. So money is a spiritual issue. Money is talked about and referenced more than prayer, more than faith. It's the second largest theme in all of the Bible. And I think God God put it in there as such a theme because He knew our tendency to trust in something other than Him. To trust in something that can bring you some happiness in life. That's true, it can. Can trust in something that can temporarily maybe answer some questions and get you out of a bind. And trust in something that, frankly, can be a whole lot of fun to spend. God knew that we would deal with that. And something that has that much power, He knew how much tendency humans would have to put all their hope and trust in that. That's why it's mentioned over 2,300 times in the Bible, because He knew our tendency to shift our trust away from Him onto money. Money can also, for as much fun as it can be to use it, money can also mess us up. We tend to spend too little or too much and trust in it instead of Him. At the same time, you can't deny that money is a tangible blessing From God, it is. It's a blessing from God. And first service, I pulled out my wallet, thought I had money, and I had a dollar. See if I can find it. What I did with it? Here it is. Um, It's all I've got. Somebody way back when, when this money was being made, said, "You know what? We need to put on the money. We we need to put what? What's on the back of your dollar bills and all your bills? And God we trust." Somebody with a lot of wisdom way back there said, you know, I'm, I was designing the money today and I thought of this verse in Proverbs chapter 3. And you know, people may really start to put a lot of trust in this, so let's remind them. Let's remind them that it's God. Where we, God is where we need to put our trust, not this. Whether you've got just one of these or millions of these, doesn't matter. It still says, in God we trust. And no matter how much or how little you have of it, it's all a blessing from God. My level of trust in God determines the amount of blessings I receive from God. You know, when I was uh, first service, I was reading that, and this thought came into my mind. I thought, you know, every drug deal that's ever been done for money has on the back, in God we trust. Because somebody with some wisdom somewhere When our country was being formed, said, Let's get that on our money. Because they knew even that people would tend to trust in this more than God. Because by nature, by nature, we're all takers. That's true. All of us. How many parents in the audience? Well, I'm a parent and a few a few years ago, about eleven years ago, these little kids started showing up at our house. Man, they're takers. They, oh, it's take, 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 feed me, feed me, feed me, change my diaper, play with me, just take, 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 take my time, take my money, take every, they're just naturally they're takers. We were all there too. We were all born takers. I think our youngest daughter only knew one word for like the first year she started talking and that was mine. It was just mine, 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 no matter where we were, mine, 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 you know, trying to eat dinner, pointing at my plate, mine, mine, mine. Some people never grow out of that. Some people never grow out of saying, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine. By our nature, we're takers, but by God's God's nature is that He is a giver. It says that God gave His one and only Son for us. That's in His nature, that's in His DNA to be a giver. The Bible starts out with three words. In the beginning. Genesis chapter 1, it says, In the beginning, then it describes everything God created and how he created it and how good it was and how beautiful it was. And then he created Adam and Eve, the first man, the first woman, and he pulled them aside and he said, This is yours. Everything I've created is yours. All of this beautiful real estate that I've made, it's all for you. I want you to take it. I want you to manage it. I want you to enjoy it all yours. I made it. And I'm giving it to you. And then God said, but there's this one tree in this one place that's mine. It's reserved for me. It's the tree the Bible calls the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And why would God create a, a tree that they couldn't eat from when He said you could eat from everything else? I think it's because God wants us to love Him. And God knows without true love, w- without true choice, there can't be true love. So, God gave them a choice. They could rebel if they wanted to. And he said, all of these blessings are yours, but there's part of it, a section of it, a percentage of it that's reserved for me, and I want you to stay away from it. And if you don't, you will spiritually die. So God blessed them with a whole world and said, part of that I want you to reserve just for me. And God has blessed every person in this room. You may have come here today thinking, I'm not blessed. What do you mean, blessed? You don't know how many bills I have. You don't know how my relationships are in a wreck. I just lost my job. I'm not blessed. Let's do a little activity here together. Everybody just just take a deep breath. Just breathe in and then breathe, breathe back out. You're blessed. If you did that, I didn't see any heads fall over. You're blessed. And today, when you're sitting at lunch at Moe's or wherever, and you're stuffing your face and filling your belly, most of the rest of the world will not get to do that today. So are you blessed? Yes. In spite of anything that might be going on in your life, you are blessed. Even if you're not a Christ follower, even if you're just here saying, I'm still checking out the claims of Jesus, I'm still checking out this whole church thing has any relevancy in my life. Even if that's you today, you are still blessed blessed. No matter how much or how little you have, you're still blessed. Listen to what James chapter 1 verse 17 says. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. Good stuff comes from God, no matter who gets it. No matter who gets the good stuff, it comes from God. And God gives us blessing. He gives us, God gives us, oh look, a pie. He gives us, he gives us all a bunch of blessing. He gives us all a pie. And he says, this is yours. I made it. God made it. And he says, this, this is yours. And just like he told Adam and Eve, well, there's a part of it, though. Even though I made it all, there's part of it. That I want you to reserve for me. This is uh, this is uh this is coconut cream, my favorite. Is that anybody else's favorite? Coconut cream? Yeah, that's good stuff. God says, I created this for you. I want you to manage it. Here's your b-. now, some people got like a big, big, big pie. Some people have a medium pie pie and some, you know, some people have like one of those little pocket pies, you know, they can just put in your lunch box. But everybody has pie. And God says, "I'm going to bless you with this. And I want you to reserve part of it for me. And this part, this part I'm going to talk about next week and the week after. So, so just remember that piece that God says, "Reserve this for me." But my level of trust determines how much blessing I get. And I'm not just talking about tangibly. I'm not just talking about material things, but it determines not only how much, but the quality. It, it determines things tangibly and intangibly. I gotta taste this see if it's as good as the last one. hmm It is. I'm gonna share it in just oops. I'm gonna share it in just a minute. So maybe you're thinking, well. If I just trust God, then I'll get more stuff. That's all I need to do. Well, you might. That's true. You you may be blessed tangibly because you trust God with what you have tangibly. That's true. That might happen. It might not happen. But I promise you will be blessed in one of those two ways. When you're generous and you trust God with what He gives you, you will be blessed. The Bible clearly says that. It might be tangibly, it might be intangibly. And somewhere where, where you may hear teachers get off, uh, off track is they begin to say, well, if you bless somebody with this, then God's going to fill your bank account up. It's going to miraculously appear, you know. God can bless you either way. God says, take this, take this pie, trust me with it. You know, it's, it's all His anyway. Right? It's all God's. You might think, well, I, I baked my own pie. I went to school, got an education, got out, fought real hard, got me a job, climbed the ladder. I'm blessed. I'm doing all this great stuff, and I've got all this the huge bank account and the huge, all this other stuff I've got, and I did that myself. So why do I have to think about what I'm going to do with it? Because I did it all myself. Listen to what the Bible has to say about that. It sounds like mine, mine, mine to me, but here's what the Bible has to say. Deuteronomy 8, verse 18. But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. It all comes from Him. God brings the pie to the party. In fact, the Bible says that a cattle on a thousand hills belong to God, meaning He owns it all. And You really don't own anything. Think about it. You really don't own anything. One bad turn in the economy. One person runs a red light. Whatever happens, you really don't own anything. You're just a manager. God's the one who owns. And in, when you look at the whole world, we really don't have much control over what happens with our stuff. We're the manager. God's the owner. We're the ones who are blessed. He's the one that is the blessor. So maybe you should ask yourself, am I a good manager, bad manager? As a manager of God's blessings, the, God, the, the, the pie he's given me, I, I'm supposed to I'm supposed to take care of that. I'm supposed to manage it just like Adam and Eve were left with managing God's blessings. how would it look if, if I just came in and was like, "Man, I got me a pie, and I just much good. It's big. Mmm, that's good. And I just kept eating and eating until all this was gone. Wouldn't it be gross if I just ate this whole thing for myself? As good as it is, that's nasty. I Me mean, to eat a whole, I would be sick. You'd be like, yuck. I didn't enjoy that, but you know, what if I said, who else likes coconut cream pie? Really, raise your hand. Oh, man, here we go. What if, I'm not cutting the parts that I touch with the fork, by the way, because I, I would be thinking about that if I were you. All right, what if I just started handing it out to the people, who's with the coconut cream? Come on, raise your hand. Who likes coconut cream? Who, Craig, you like? Oh, here we go. Sorry. I'll give you more. I got more. I mean, what if I just started just handing it out? I've already eaten all I want. There's not, a, you know, not, not even much reason for me to eat it. But I just started saying, God, thank you for this pie. Man, it's good. I'm full. I appreciate it. And uh, I'm just going to oh, – sorry, Craig, I'm going to miss you again. Here's somebody else. <laughs> he doesn't want any now. What if I just – You know, just start handing out the pie. That's what God says to do with the blessings He's given us. I'm giving you blessing, and I want you to share that with other people. Now, that blessing might be tangible, it might be intangible, but God is saying, I am blessing you. I'm giving you the pie so you can bless others with it. There's more than enough for me to eat and be full. More than enough. But often, blessing blockers get in the way because of bad decisions I make, because of my selfishness, maybe because I don't understand. But it all is tied back to saying, God, you made this, you gave this to me, I appreciate it, and I trust you with it. See, it all came from him. And he says, use that to bless others. Manage it well. There's a part that's for me, that's for later. But use your blessings in your life to make the world a better place. If if half of us got that, got a hold of that message and said, you know what, I'm going to use the blessings God's given me to to bless others tangibly and intangibly, can you imagine how different the world would be? Can you imagine how different our church, could you imagine how different your family would be if all of a sudden you realized, you know what, I'm just a manager. I thought I was this big shot owner, but God's just given me this stuff to manage it. You know, Adam and Eve messed up. They didn't just say, God, thank you for all of this stuff you gave us to manage that you created. They started to think, we want it all. We, we're, yeah, God said this part's reserved for me, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that too. I'm going to eat that other piece of pie. And they died spiritually because of it. Because they sought after that which God said, this is mine. If we could just wrap our minds and hearts around what it means to trust God with everything we have our path through life would change dramatically. and God says, just trust me, and I'm going to bless you tangibly and intangibly. Next week, I want to start talking to you about some of those blessing blockers that get in the way of God giving you everything He wants you to have. Proverbs 3, verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. and all your ways acknowledge him. And he will make your paths straight. That's a promise from the Bible. It's a promise from God. And our lives will change. And will grow at a, at an increased rate. If we just begin to wrap our minds around the fact that when we trust God with everything. He begins to bless us in ways we never thought possible. Let's pray. God thank you so much for your blessings. God we We want to give it all over to you. Father, you have filled our lives with so many blessings. And whether that's just the gift of this day, a huge bank account, a huge house, a wonderful job, a great family, whatever those blessings are, God, you've handed them to us. Father, through this study of your word, help us to be better managers of the blessings you've given us. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.